0: Do you know, from a Rangers perspective, they're excellent As I've said, that for the first time in two years Rangers have a side who can live with Celtic They're the form team, you can't get away from that Celtic do have average in the locker this year It doesn't look like a mismatch James Tavenier goes in ahead of any right back at Celtic this season
1: But, you know, such has been their form since January and the results that they've had. You know, the expectation level has got higher from Rangers fans thinking, if we beat Celtic, we could go on and win this league.
0: Celtic do have average in the locker this year.
2: What's the goalie doing, Tom? What's the goalie doing? Rocket strikes over. Still going, Stick Stunning, spectacular, sensational! Celtic respond quickly, and you just knew they might have that in them.
3: Rogic gives a slip to Goss. Fancies it? Oh my goodness! A curling finish from Tom Rogic
1: Nothing to fear.
2: Here's De Binet. Typical Celtic just refusing to budge and typical De on derby day in Glasgow.
0: What's the goalie doing Tom? What's the goalie doing? Then Belling gets Celtic back on terms.
4: Nothing so on fear. It was. And all of a sudden, Celtic are advancing.
2: It was!
4: I two shots at three. Nothing to fear.
1: I'm immensely frustrated because I don't think we'll ever give ourselves a better opportunity to go and win the game.
2: Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that?
0: In the search for truth, we must look towards finding answers to the great questions of our time. The meaning of life. Are we alone in the universe? And of course, what's the goalie day in Tam? What's the goalie day? It's not a sponsor. Um, so, get your microphones up. Uh, you know... Is that? Us? Welcome to the 90 minutes Eric? I thought that would have been fun. It's not.
3: Because you, you kept us in the dark.
0: Yeah, no, it was I thought po- you'd sold out. So, I was I, I wrote this down on work and I was we're like getting 60 quid, the l- I, I I literally <laughs> into that. I literally was like we're going to get off to a good start. There's no problem and I wrote this we'll but off to a bad start.
3: Off to a bad start.
0: Unfortunately, uh, uh Hello and welcome to the new minute cynic. I'm Chris Gallagher. I'm your host as always. Uh, the Kaiser, um, Captain Cool, as I've decided to call myself for no apparent reason. Uh, and I'm joined by three. Um, it's a it's a panel with a lot of experience. You know, when you need to to look over a a, ba- a battle weary game like uh, Sunday's was, you get guys in the trenches that you die for, so many. You do. You get them in. You you hold them. Uh, you hold them up mm. when they can't hold themselves up. That's it. Um, uh, I'm, st- I'm beside one of the greatest soldiers of all time. I'm, b- I'm right beside Christopher Sormani here.
3: <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, we're here to pull it through. This is going to be a difficult podcast. Listen, it's going to be tough, lads. But I think we'll get there.
0: I think we'll get there. I'm also joined by uh, a triumphantly returning Kieran Haran. It's been a couple of weeks. It has been quite a few weeks, hasn't it? Um, good to be back. Good to have you back. and um, bringing the sparking pizzazz. Joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. Uh, and Keith's here as well so um, I'm only joking Keith McGinty it's terrific to have you How it's do been do a, a while for, for you since you've been on
1: yeah maybe a month or so
0: yeah good uh, yeah w- what we've been doing recently which has been quite good in, in my opinion is we've been kind of mixing the panel up so we've had obviously louis has been here Dermot's been here Boud's been here um, uh, Alex Lawrence was be here as well so it's, it's really don't, good don't forget Christian
3: because he takes notes when he listens back
0: it, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, I, th- I think you did very well, but uh, seventeen minutes and eight seconds in, uh, you didn't mention. Bleh, 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 bleh. That'd be fucking go. Cool. Am I? Right? I thought he was in the room. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Eh? No, um, Christian. Obviously, he's uh, he's a guy we know. Um, Just one notable
4: absentee by sounds as well. Who? I'm not a guy called Brian.
3: Brian. Brian, Brian McManus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian. died. You <laughs>
0: Brian died. He did. He, he did. did. Um and resurrected as American football guy. He's now like, he's not a 90 minute cynic guy anymore. He's like. Protein! Protein! Jizz guy! <laughs> I don't know. It's inappropriate, I'll be honest. Uh, hi, but, Brian. Hi, Brian. Um, yeah, so I just want to kind of highlight stuff before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of the actual podcast. Uh, the website's been doing some really good stuff uh, this week. True or false? Uh, I did the true or false article, which Chris Sermani and Keith McGinty were both part of. Keith, oh, it's a it's a fun article. I enjoyed that. Yeah, do you, do you like getting your opinions across in
1: a sexy way? I noticed <laughs> that I kind of went on a wee bit. These guys were a wee bit more succinct, straight to the point. Martin, you almost got the correct score with the game at the weekend as well. noisy stuff. Yeah, um, no, it was it was good, but it's not just the. Uh, True or false articles we've got up on the, the website now. We're introducing the t- 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 match reviews and player ratings.
0: If you're going to do Christian's bidding, try and uh, try and remember what you
1: you're beat me on. if I don't do this all. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: so we had uh, um, match ratings and uh, match reviews. Um, it was done by Daniel McGowan. He did the ratings, and uh, Graham McKay did the the reviews. Uh, both terrific writers, um, and I, t- I tell you what—to actually have it up so quickly after the game—I think is is just terrific because I was fucking steaming. Yep. Well, you know, steaming. I'm sober.
3: Why? Mother's Day in
0: it. Oh, we uh, we celebrated Mother's Day on the Saturday, so yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about
3: the football, Chris. Well, right. Let's talk
0: about this. Well, anyway, um, 90 dot Check it out. Um, terrific articles, uh, terrific stuff, and uh, we'll talk about the cynical. Um, we're probably going to do a cynical podcast in a week or two, so we can talk about it then. Um, there was a game at the weekend. Um, there was a couple of games at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of derbies, um, and uh, you know, before we actually got into the nuts and bolts of the, I've used the phrase nuts and bolts twice.
3: It's fine. Just go with
0: it. Uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the Rangers versus Celtic game, uh, what do you think? You know, there's been a lot of comparisons made on like social media about um, between the Celtic and Rangers game and the Manchester United Liverpool game. Um, do you think? And I'll come to each of the panel um, just quickly, nothing to kind of in depth. But do you think that there is a massive difference between how English football? is now and like what it was from when we were younger watching it obviously it's kind of been sanitized a little bit do you think
3: um yeah no i i would say so and i think a lot to to do with that is the the, the, the tv saturation of it um i actually caught um a fair bit in the, the second half of the liverpool man united game and i enjoyed it because normally that fixture is a stinker yeah and they build it up they hype it up as one of the <laughs> the flagship fixtures of the of the Premier League season and normally it's garbage but I, I really quite enjoyed the last part of it so I'm not going to be too critical of it um, Do you
0: think the idea that
3: um, fans
0: you know this um, footballing tourist do you think that's snobby from a perspective of like you know there are two arguments one argument is you're locking lockin out the, the local fan to bring in you know someone who's going to pay a little bit more money because you know they're on holiday or whatever but the other argument is you know anyone can support anyone
3: yeah, football's a product now, whether we like it or not. Um, I think one of the reasons why, one of the things that we, we pride Celtic in is they still, to a certain degree, have that connection with the fans, you know, we've got the ultras section and stuff like that. We try and maintain that level of community, but in general, the football's a product, and if you're going to sell it, you know, if you're going to take in that amount of money, then you can't retain... It, the, the traditional working class elements that it had, it's just not possible to do both.
0: Exactly, that's a really good point Kieran you follow, uh, you obviously you're Celtic but you follow Manchester United a little bit, How, uh, what's your kind of take on that, would you would you like to go down to a Manchester United game to see that from anything other than the perspective of that you like them or would you like to go down for uh, just to see the Premier League uh,
4: Well I've seen the Premier League, I've seen a couple of Premier League games so I purely want to go down as a Man United fan and um, experience the whole match with them um, so the derbies I mean any I, I don't really know what the actual derbies are like but I know some of the English games I've been to the atmospheres are pretty rotten down there they seem to be they seem to be like happy just to turn up and watch because they're expecting a good game of football anyway they don't seem to get involved too much um, which is a lot of different well I suppose Celtic games at times can be quite kind of quiet but then we have the ultras that help kind of create an atmosphere whereas the English games well some of the teams do have their kind of no crystal palace I've got a kind of wee ultra section and they help out to get a bit of an atmosphere going, but some of them bigger teams. It's kind of, I mean, Old Trafford can be
0: quite quiet. Emirates is the worst from what I can see. So whenever you see that through a TV, it just sounds so bland. Yeah, I think it's quite funny because Fulham actually have a neutral section. I mean, fucking have a word with yourselves.
4: They're, they're, cap- they're, they're getting in for the whole tourist part because they obviously are a London club. Because they're a nothing. They're
0: so a they fucking tin in, pot. They're a tin pot. Just like the rest of that fucking league. Still, yes. Have they
3: still got the Jackal statue?
0: Uh... Yes, um, uh, this is all leading nicely to the fact that our good friend Keith McGinty um, was at Ibrook's
1: on Sunday. Yes, um, just to carry on with what you were saying about the Man U Liverpool, a um, couple of years ago when Henrik was playing for Man United, my auntie when we were working on the pub managed to get myself and my cars, and tickets to get down to Anfield to see the Liverpool-Man U game and it's not a patch on a Celtic Rangers game, though Firm Games as it was back then. Um, back then. The atmosphere was <laughs> was non-existent. Liverpool only have maybe about three songs, which they repeat. The feels of, what was it, the feels of Fanfield Road, Road. Absolutely, it's terrible. There's there's no real atmosphere, even though the, the, the cop was there. And I think it was John O'Shea and the the last couple of minutes scored the, the winner. Even when you when they scored, there was about fifty Man U fans in the main stand jumped up. You felt the atmosphere change a wee bit, and they all chatted themselves and made, quickly made for the, the exits. But we don't swear on this podcast, Keith. Um, so, because <laughs> I know I edited. Aye. Um,
0: so, Keith, we'll start with you. yes. You're a good you're a good starting point. You were actually at the game on Sunday. Um, I'm looking for initial just thoughts. We'll go into detail of you know. Player performance, etc., referee yeah. performance. Um, but atmosphere, how was it? Talk us through your day.
1: Yeah, um, so got the, the bus, uh, Blantyre, commie bus, um, from the village all the way to Mordor. Um, arrived at the stadium maybe about 10 to, um, 10 to 12. We get in up to the. So you've got the lower section of the stand and the upper part. We're at the left hand side, so had a great view of the pitch place was absolutely stowed out with Celtic fans and it was a right good atmosphere on the way in. Everybody was was buoyant. Earlier on in the week I was feeling a wee bit anxious. I was thinking was starting to, the media hype was starting to get to me a wee bit but it's then an excellent point. When you think of it there was nothing for us to really to really fear. Um one thing that I thought was going to affect the the game would have been the the weather on the Saturday where in Glasgow it was just torrential rain. In the first couple of minutes, you did notice that, but the atmosphere going in, the 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 players coming out, and the displays that the fans had, which were terrific, um, it was it was brilliant. Uh, the Celtic fans were in full voice; everybody was really up for it. Kieran, uh just your overall kind
0: of experience of the whole thing.
4: Um, yeah, I was the same as Keith. As the game more and more came towards the Sunday, the slight bit of anxiousness was creeping in because. Rangers have been getting a lot of results recently. With uh, the weeks coming up to it, some of their performances, going getting the goals, uh, but it was more not so much in the way they were playing it's more the way we were playing. We weren't playing to the full potential we have within our team and our players the way we can click and make really nice free phone football wasn't happening enough. And because of that, I was kind of getting a bit worried that because of the game, it might affect the players a little bit more. Um, obviously they start kind of fed that a bit more but off, off to a bad start once once you kind of get into the game and it kind of kept going The I'm still uh, uh, it's not to come across arrogant but at the moment with Rangers games I'm not worried and I don't get nervous to be I used to when they were the old club well good for you look at this get this guy straight obviously in, yes. back then I mean both teams were winning games stuff like that but now because we are obviously winning so many games I mean that's what, that was the ninth game and Ren's won seven and the nine I still feel that even if we can go behind, which proved against Sunday, we can get back into the game. And that's becoming more prevalent now yeah, with some of the games. Apparent, yeah. So I've not been too... But then when it came to the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I was a bit worried because we we're doing 10 men. It was backs against the walls a wee bit. Yeah. And that's the nerves creeping in a little bit. But overall, it was it was
0: an enjoyable game to watch. I mean, it was quite in to end. So, so Manny, uh, my point and question to you is... Thoughts? Yeah, that sums it up. Terrific. Pretty much. That's been the podcast. No. Um so obviously we were gonna have you and Keith on last week. Kieran, you weren't available last week for the preview. Keith and Sirmani were gonna come on. I said to Keith it'd be better for you to come on after because you're gonna go to the game, gives yeah. a little bit of that. You kinda of sat out, um, obviously because, you know, various other things, but at the same time I think you're better coming in afterwards. How were you feeling going into this game?
3: As the week went on, my confidence was growing. Um, the, the media hype that, that, that Keith talked about, I had the opposite effect on me because it was so baseless. Um, there really wasn't. There wasn't much in terms of if you look at the the run they went on. Now they were doing what they should have been doing, and they were putting away lesser sides. Um, and there's no doubt that Rangers are a better team than they have been recently, um, but. When you look at the teams they beat, they hadn't beat anybody of note. And the first time a good team came uh, to Ibrox, uh Hibs, they beat them. So the, the record, the, the run, the run was good, but it didn't stand up in terms of them putting quality sides to the salt. So looking at things rationally, my confidence began to grow as the week went on. Um, obviously, when you come before the game, you are nervous. You know, I know, I know what Kieran's saying, but. Still, that those those few seconds before kick off, you still feel it, um, and it it still builds up in you. But even when we went one nil down, and at that point we were struggling to gain a foothold in, in the game, I thought the level of intensity that they're playing with, they can't keep doing that. that. That I knew that the game would settle down, and that then we would be able to come into it. So that. Even the point that Ciarán says, even though we went a goal down, I didn't, I didn't panic and I didn't think, you know, well, we're we're going to be up against it today.
0: Um, we can have a bit of a, we'll we'll kind of look through the goals and kind of break them down a little bit. But um, my overall um, kind of thoughts on it are very similar. To yourself, um, Rangers came out of the traps really well. Let's let's not kid on. They didn't. They did. They came out really well. They came out really fast. And when I say out the traps, I I, I literally mean, you know. The first five or ten minutes, I, I thought that obviously they got a goal within the first first five first three Two minutes. minutes uh, yeah, um, so this is going to sound things for me, but they came out really naively. I thought because see if Boyata clears that ball or controls that ball. To me, they only had the, the, the goal rocked us. It rocked us a little bit. It rocked, us, it rocked us. It rocked the support. It rocked. I'm sure it rocked the team just because it it was such a, a an obviously bad mistake, um, if we had put a foot in the right direction and not conceded that goal, I honestly think we would have cruised it, because they got that goal and then it completely buoyed them, it knocked us for a little bit, we obviously did really well to get back into it, but it put them up, um, but I just think they're so, they're, they're, game that i hate this phrase game management but their game management in terms of their high energy i just thought that it was it was they came out so quickly and i I don't think they have rangers from what i've seen um tend to tire in the middle of the first half and they tend to tire towards the end of matches can they not see that there's a fucking thread in that well
3: i think i mentioned in the whatsapp that they're they're in their game plan was a smash and grab. It was to swarm. as you know, just the intensity, as I said, you know, just pummel us and, and see what comes out of that. But what you're saying is true. It was almost the equivalent of a boxer, boxer punching himself out. You know, we he land, they landed blows on us, but essentially we absorbed what they threw at us and, and, and we came back to control large periods of the game. It is, what they're doing is quite basic. In terms of of, of their tactics. It is that, you know, let's just pummel them and we'll, we'll, we'll try and get balls over the top. And especially, I don't think that's that bad a, an idea against us sometimes when we play the, the high line. But you saw later in the game when we were down to 10 men and we were 3-2 up, that when we sat a bit deeper, they didn't have a clue what to do. No, no I mean, it, their ability to change the way that they play seemed to be missing. Whereas ours you know, the, the way Rogers put on Edward, you know, it seemed as if we've got, you know, maybe a couple of more strings to our bow in terms of changing things if they aren't going our way. Uh,
1: i just got to say, one of the biggest talking points in um, the way down to the, the game was the decision to put Bain in goals and not Doris De Vese, and it was pretty much welcomed by everybody. But I noticed early on in the game, just before Boyata had his big blunder, was uh, Josel had a chance to pass the ball back to Bain, and I think he just hooked it out. Instead, of, you think this guy's his first game for Celtic, give him an early touch, easy ball, that he can just clear up the park, and that's him, part of the team, he's, he's involved. But it was as if they were told early on, don't turn it back to him, don't put him under any pressure at all, just try and deal with it yourself, or clear it where it, where you can. And that seemed to be where Boyata hesitated, instead of just playing the ball back to, to Bain. Yeah,
0: I get what you're saying. I also think that I, I don't think either of those gentlemen know what they're doing. Oh, they're um, uh, Kieran, um, Tom Rogic. So,
4: hopefully, getting back to the, the Rogic we all know and love, um, I think he played very well in the game. Uh, goal was outstanding um, to, to finish that off. Uh with this as well, I hope that gives him more of his confidence back so we can now start to see him play because over the last few games he's kind of struggled to get into the games and he's struggled yeah. to put a kind of footprint
0: on the match. Whereas now he, he, he struggled he, to put a stamp on the ankle of the match. <sighs> yeah, too he, soon. Too soon. Sorry, Keith. Um
4: so and I thought he did I thought he did really well um in the game and tacking wise and had the ball and they didn't really seem to stick them very, very well. They kind of he was able to kind of find space and get the ball, and they weren't picking up the fact of he was seems spe- because if you think of it as well, he's the, he's he's the one flair player we had because yeah. the rest of them were all sitting on the bench. So you think there he's the most da- he's a dangerous one we've got. Why they would not? He's have the match somebody, winner. He's the, he's the match why are winner. People, why are they are like cold midfielders like I Goss? I think uh, he get
0: fucking swiped off.
4: Why was not closer to him most of the times? So.
0: Yeah, the hit was sensational and he just seems to have a, a knack of doing that. Um, is he the best technically... And you calm down, <laughs> Is he the most technically gifted player at the club? For me, aye. Definitely. Right, We wee soul faces. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is obviously thinking of uh, Patrick. Um, and he's, I don't know. They're both very good. Um,
1: with the goals, Keith, your favourite goal? Of the three... Um, Oh, just the, 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 from where we were sitting you could just see the curve of uh, Tam's one going in and uh, Fodderingham just pawing at it and getting nowhere near it it was just sensational the best thing about it was um, the, the first goal the Rangers scored the noise because it was quite high up the stand was just amplified and you see the three stands just gone mental but then it was absolutely nothing nothing at all whenever that one went in and it was just beautiful Celtic fans, that uh, the noise for us was just deafening, and it was it was terrific, terrific. Can he get across how good a feeling that was? Just hugging f- loads of strangers, uh, which is
0: a standard Sunday for you. Um,
1: mm-hmm. i
0: no, I, I think you you make a good point. The bend on. Uh, <laughs> Roderick's uh, goal was utterly sensational um, because it, ca- it came out of nowhere. It really did. Um, the build-up to that's pretty good. Um, There's a really nice ball from Incham. McGregor does well. To, uh, I think it's McGregor does well. And, well, he wouldn't be been that side of the pitch, but um, McGregor, let's say, wins the ball, um, puts it to Tam. And Tam, I, I mean, I said that jokingly in there, but he swipes off Goss. It bounces like, off them. Like he's an 80s uh, member of a awful uh, boy band. Um, Bross yes <laughs> don't know why this, this gimmick of me stopping every time I make a <laughs> point I'll stop it now because it's, it's annoying me um, what, what about yourself Chris what what, what goal impressed you most what, what part of the game overall impressed you
3: <clears throat> part of the game I think the last 15 minutes of the first half you know what, what I was talking about in terms of intensity they were kind of just you know throwing everything at us and then when the pace died down we showed our class so yeah. that's that's when I thought no, no, we're, we're we're going to start to take charge here. The uh, what's I mean, man of the match for me was in Cham, right? But and then uh, goal was, was out of this world. That's that's exactly what you wanted to do. <laughs>
0: that's what he can do,
3: yeah. That's what he can do. Um, Dembele though, I mean, Dembele has had a fair bit of criticism, and he hasn't had the season he had last season. But Dembele's perf- overall performance, I thought, was absolutely phenomenal. The ball for the second goal. The second goal was my favourite. It was the least impressive strike, if you will, of the three. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the pass from Brown, which you'll, you know, I've heard some people say it was just a clearance. You him see look him look up. up. You and see him look He picks him out. Then when the ball comes through, there's a slight touch with his head, and it's just he just he's just cushioning it in his path. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows where the defender is. He just he just keeps him at the side, and he sees Fotheringham, and him uh, came out, and he just he just lifts it over him. And that is just, that is that was the work of a top, top quality striker. It was, you know, that one chance, that opportunity, it would be very easy to fluff that, but he was so calm and collected through it. And then for the third goal, for the winner, the pass that Dembele makes to Edward on the edge of the box is phenomenal, it's absolutely brilliant. It can't be understated that he made that goal in terms of, you know, playing the, the, the ball through into that space. Eduardo still had a lot to do, of course. And it was a great finish. But Dembele, for me, is the guy who won that game for us. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, in terms of you know, the valuations we put on him last season and some people talking about how far that has dipped, if he gets up to speed and he's in, uh, fully on form, he's a big game player and he proved it again on Sunday.
1: Well, it shows you that he's more of a team player because not every striker that we have at the, at the club would have went for a first-time pass. Out is that a uh,
0: snide? Why don't you just say Griffiths? Why Griffiths you, with
1: no chance with no, f- Griffiths would have p- enough, played but, that well.
0: But why are you being like, I don't want to slag even anyone think,
1: off. I don't even think Edward would have done that. I would have. But that <laughs> pass, the weighty as well, it's got allen just to get it out to <laughs> Edward's feet. <laughs> this is, this is um, why we need to talk. But the best thing about it was that it was the full midfield were involved in that goal. It was a brown one it. played it to the jam. To McGregor, who drove on a wee bit and played it out, weighted them belly out to Edward and French Eddie's Finish was was tremendous. We're getting a lot of this uh, question,
0: and I'm I'm going to hit out with it now because why not? Because Edward, um, I've been impressed with him this season. Um, have I been impressed with him enough to say that he we should pay the money for him? I don't. I'm still undecided, £7 million is a lot of money, but he showed, to me, he showed on Sunday he can be a gig, big game player, um, because it was a high-pressured game, 10, ten men, um, down to 10 men, obviously. Um, the question I'm getting a lot is, um, sorry, Evening Lads, oh, actually, do you know what, I'm going to, this is from Melbourne Boy, Evening Lads, I'm offering you Eddie and Roberts for £15 million, do you do the deal? Chris.
3: Uh, mm, assuming that's 10 million for Roberts and 5 for Edward <laughs> no, listen at least he is I suppose so I, su- I mean right, no, I don't like that the way that <laughs> is Edward worth the 8 million pound that's the supposed agreed fee? you can't say that you, you just can't say that the guy has what a finish it was brilliant Um, you know you can see there's been a player there his performance when he came on against Zenit in the home game was really good the way he was holding the ball up scored a great goal against Hearts you know there is a footballer in there however two things one he's not done it consistently enough to justify that fee some people have been saying "Oh, look at the market you know what you're going to get for that amount of money we're not in the market where we can take a chance on a 19-year-old for £8 million based on a handful of games. I'm sorry, that that would be a real risk to take. It might pay off, but it would still be a huge risk. And secondly, I don't think he can play as a lone striker. I think he works better with a partner. So if we're going Kieran, to continue... Kieran, an agreement now. If
4: it does, with Dembele, he does seem to have a better partnership definitely. than Dembele had with Griffiths. Because Edward's the one that kind of drops off. He's also the one that kind of moves out left to, to make the runs to then get the ball to Dembele mm-hmm. um, and they do play very well and they do find each other whereas Griffiths doesn't do that with Dembele
1: yeah
0: um, I've got, sorry we've got a tweet from uh, Dave at Glory Boy if we want to progress in Europe um, is it not about time we broke an 18 year old transfer record £17 million for French Eddie is peanuts in today's market um, then Nicole Clark uh, this talk about this and what it says if we're not willing to if we won't do it for Eddie will we ever Are we just paying lip service to a European ambition? Um, I think 7 million quid for a guy who's played a handful of games is a lot of money. Um, For for us. For us. Yeah, for us. I mean, the fact is, it's 2018 and our highest ever transfer was 6.5 million pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, you know, people talk around turn around and say, we've got 30 million pounds in the bank. Why aren't we spending it? If we miss the Champions League once, we've got a hole of 50 million pounds. (laughs) i'm not saying that we shouldn't spend money what i'm saying is we need to spend the right money and i think that seven million pounds for a guy who i really like i like the look of i think he's shown a lot but he hasn't played 20 games for us he's not i don't think he's 15 or 16 games for us um that's no way to judge a a player he's not shown in all of them either no, he's not. And also, I would, personally, I would uh, ask for PSG if we could get another uh, 18-month loan deal. Would he come? Well, if he doesn't want to come for a loan deal, then I don't, do you think, I don't think he particularly cares. I think he just wants to play football. He wants to play football, yeah. and he needs that opportunity. So if he turns around and say, we say, look, you're going to sit in the PSG reserves, or you're going to come with us for another year, yeah. and we're going to give you that Platform because there is a chance that might leave. Griffith seems to be getting more and more injured these days. We're going to need two or three strikers, and so yeah. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I want Celtic to spend money. This squad needs turned around, in my opinion. I think we're going to have to yeah. bring in players. We're going to have to spend money. Mm-hmm. I just don't think <laughs> seven million pound on a, a young boy whose fuller potential. Seven million pound, t- ten, right. mi- eight, £7 pounds on Patrick Roberts who's done it in the Champions League for us, Yeah, and we we know is a good player, is yeah. not the same as buying um, French Eddie, who's only played 14 games.
1: Okay, it's right, you're saying 7 million uh, euros or pounds, whatever it is, but that's, that would be structured in such a way that it'd be after so many appearances, it would an extra million. So that, if he gets called you, up, is that you, Peter Lawley? How well, do you think of that? That's <laughs> I was playing football manager. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 how it's still we, seven million pounds. But that's how we would protect ourselves. If we're paying seven million pounds, that's because he's been a success. If we're paying, say, we paid five million for him, right, and that was just the basics that we structure that over a couple of years, we pay five million pounds for him. I think he's worth it and he's got the potential I don't think be. you can say he's got the
0: potential I can't I don't think you can say he's shown that he's, well again here's the other thing right okay um, we'll get back to French AD in a minute um, but so okay, to go right
4: on. On. see realistically I mean not see, really but see that £7 million I think that's probably more importantly spending the defence rather than a striker because at the moment we have two strikers that are scoring goals but we've got defenders that just can't defend right we'll and come we're, back to we're conceding too many goals we'll so I think it would be more important spending £7 million on possibly two
0: defenders a couple of million that would actually be a lot better than what we've got um that's an interesting perspective i want to hear both you guys thoughts on that um the point i also just take add to the french eddie point yeah. is um that the other question we're getting up we've had a lot of tweets today and we genuinely appreciate everyone who tweets us um a lot of the tweets are very similar which is fine but it means we can cover cover them and um, cover most people's tweets um Bain. Scott Bain. People have got a lot of love for Scott Bain. I do too. I think he's terrific. Um, I think Scott Bain's a really good goalkeeper. However, people are going so fucking overboard, it's insane. (laughs) Uh, They're talking about him like he's the best goalkeeper since Arthur Boric. Um, Scott Bain is another, again, a 26-year-old goalkeeper. Um, I like that age. Um, I like the fact that he's played... I think two hundred and seventy games in his career. That's good. That shows that he's had experience, um, especially in the the Premiership. Um, however, let's not fucking make him out to be the greatest goalkeeper after one performance. Right. Um, let me ask you this: one of the questions we got. Um, all keepers are fit. Who's your number one? money
3: I'd like to see a bit more of Bane before that. Uh, before. Right now, I'd still have Gordon in. Yeah, and too. the reason why I think we all would, and you know, those people went over the top about Gordon. Right, Gordon's distributions <clears throat> appalling. Craig Gordon though makes saves that neither of them are capable of, and he does it regularly. He did it so regularly we didn't notice it. I mean, see the amount of times you've you you would go onto Twitter or you would go onto one of the forums and they would t- talk about the double save that Gordon made. You know. Mm neither Bain or De Vries are making those saves no. there's, there's, there's one that always stuck to me was the second uh, Partick Thistle goal, Connor Salmon scored right nobody really called it out as De Vries, it being De Vries's fault because it wasn't particularly but the minute I saw it I said Craig Gordon would have saved it and I'd, I genuinely think he, in terms of shot stopping he's one of the best I've ever seen what the problem with Gordon is everything else probably isn't up there I'd still take that in terms of I've I've not seen enough of Bain to see if his all round game would compensate for not being as good as him I don't know but one thing I know is Doris Derby should never play for Celtic again he's uh, garbage um,
1: yeah just got to say you're talking about shot stoppers the, um, the Zenit game the the one away mm-hmm. even the the header for the first goal That was centre of the goals so that's the type of save that Gordon makes instinctively just throws up a big pot and gets it away that he's lucky like that, but he makes his own luck because he is so alert. He makes himself so big. Um, that's one of the things that I've heard some people say about Bain. Though is I think he's six foot or six one, and that's why people down south haven't taken taken a chance on him because if you're on if you're a goalie and you're under six foot three, nobody in the Premiership or the even the Championship will will look at you. So that was one of the things that kind of against Scott Bain, but. Right, De Gea is 6 foot 1 but no worries um, Paul at Green and White Hoops
0: um, does mean <laughs> such a dick a he's got a bundle right. I'm, no, I'm sorry I'm sorry what an asshole. Um so Paul at Green and White Hoops um, and I'll, Kieran I, I guess um, I think we'd all agree with this one but what? You're, I'd like to get your thoughts does Bane deserve an extended run in the team and a new deal would you like to maybe sign him, give him a 2 or 3 year contract um, and then he tweets Doris De Vries gives me the fear and that's why we're calling him Dangerous Doris What's your thoughts on game? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we had, it is only one game, but
4: he didn't look too nervous. No, that's um, what I was. that impressed me the most, I think. The, the
3: yeah, bo- it's just... It's, I'm, I'm going to let you go on, but I just think that's what impressed me the most about him, how calm he looked. Sorry, yeah. Cam, I had to say
4: that. I, I thought at times his kicking looked okay. It wasn't... It got to a lot of the, the players on uh, the position that they wanted to. It wasn't kind of rash kicking. Um couple of stops he had he made them I mean yeah. he did the one where the, the one that hit off the post the last minute he did the right thing and smothered because yeah. he had actually made the first save and then was it instantly instant, got root right back up when it hit the post he just jumped on top of it and smothered it Yeah. so he has um, a lot
0: of people that would have went over the line as well I spot, thought, or he might
4: have just yeah. when he got up didn't get up long enough and was half expecting right hit hitting the post it's going to go in but was always alert to make sure it might not yeah. um, and I think I mean the freeze is 38 so, we really won't, won't we ha- want to hold on to him for another season. If Bain's happy to be possibly number two for another season or so, but would like to fight Gordon for number one, which I think he could actually give... I think he would give more of a challenge to Gordon than what the would do. Yeah. Um, I, I, so, I, 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 think, I think he's worthy of it. And, and if, if if Dundee had put him out to Hibbs on loan, and yet Hibs didn't even use him because he was in the bench no for, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah so he was. It, yeah. it seems like it a, it's a keeper that nobody really wants, but... He seems quite a decent enough keeper, so I, I don't see why there's any wrong giving him a m- I think well, do we know how long Defreeze is out now? So we might actually get a wee run just now for I a couple of games, which might hopefully might keep the freeze out for the rest of the season
0: a until Gogg's fit. A couple of points um on just what you were saying there. Um he fell out like with Neil McCann, that's why he was out the Dundee team. Right. He then went to Hibbs. Um as far as I'm aware, Lennon wanted to play him but he was still giving the goalkeeper the really goalkeeper that they've got there now um just giving him a couple of more games, um, and then the plan was to bring Bain in. From what I'm led to believe, um, from the BBC website, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fucking David. laughs> well, my sources tell me, uh, no, but according to today, that because we've only got until uh, the end of the season, um, Hibs, Hearts, uh, and a couple of other teams are after him. So, I just want to make that point. I think you've nailed it when you see how relaxed, you looked, not relaxed, but focused and unafraid. Doris DeVries, to me, looks nervous. Hates a knuckleball. He hates a knuckleball. Don't even know what that is. But hates a knuckleball. and um, Doris Devries. times,
4: his kicking distribution is actually quite good. Sometimes, when it, there was that game where he came on from Gordon, I know his mind you going way back a few weeks, but out of all the kicks, I think he only missed two. Most of the kicks actually got to the player. Is and the, even at times it was a player's were able to get the ball and not be challenged to lose it, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so just when I, it's just when it's
1: just when a shot's
0: on target.
4: Oh, I love the, on the, problem.
1: <laughs> the, the other good thing about Bane, though was how Cammy was considered on his first touch was to pick the ball out the net. That was the first they got to touch the ball,
3: you know. Maybe I've heard some folks saying he could have done better. I him. thought, you know, like, I'll tell you oh, something. I see the
1: pace that
4: ball was struck at him it was, right, it was right at his head and over. I just don't think he'd had enough time to react I watched Peter.
0: it, I, I literally watched it just before we started recording, or just before Kieran came. Um, uh, I'm going to let him away with it, because as Kieran it's says... It's his it, debut for the, but for the it, club it, as well. it, It's rattled at him. In the pub, I reacted, and I think I literally went, oh, keeper!" Because <laughs> really? no, no, keep her, aye. No. Oh, then he that, fell that over, because he was steaming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I went, oh, for goodness sake, that father, this is not the best start. And he went, oh, it's just like your podcast, and I went shut up, and then we had a fight. No. Um, so, what happened was, with it, that goal, I don't necessarily think it was his fault. Um, I think, as Keen says, two minutes in, and it does become rapid. This leads us to the defence. Um, Chris?
3: Yes? What happened? They performed to type. I mean, let's be perfectly honest, we... We've had discussions over this uh, on the podcast over the season, and we've all went Boyata's worse. No, Subinovic is worse. No, Boyata's worse. And and you could go down that road again, but it's probably it's probably fairly safe to say that neither of them are what we need. I mean, Boyata not only messed up for the goal. I mean, he could have played it back to the keeper. He could have put it out the park. He could have done done anything. It was a ridiculous mistake. The other one at the other end, when and uh, the, the, the second half when he let uh, in and Bain made a smart save. What was he, he the doing post. there? What, what
0: What was he doing there? Like I don't understand. Was he trying to get in front of him?
3: Was he? Tr- I, I just don't understand what his thinking was. I've I no idea. Um, he was. It was just. I don't know. That That's what they're capable of on a regular basis. Both Haman Samurunovic. So let's not make excuses for them. Let's not say, you know oh, you know, normally he's good and it was his first game back. No, the two of them aren't good enough. They're not up to scratch. We've got other centre-halves who have looked better when they've come into the team. So when everybody's fully fit, neither of them get in for me. Um, Rafael Bonacorsi, um,
0: who I once saw on Queen Street. Cool. Um... Even guys. I'd stick with Boyata, despite his error-strewn shit show on Sunday. Um, He rolled his sleeves up uh, when we went down to 10, and did well after he relinquished all aspirations of being a ball player. Which is something that you've kind of highlighted in the past.
3: Yeah, no, seeing when when we sat in, after uh, we went 3-2 up, well, all they had to do was defend, and they did it quite admirably. I mean, he's not going to be just asked to defend when he plays for us. Rogers has wants pe- the centre half to play football. That's when they get into trouble. If we have, you know, if you if you basically if Rogers said to his centre halves, just go through everything and sit back, you know, they probably they probably would be uh, sufficient for us. But that's not that, that's not the way they play. The amount of times that we're going to have to defend the way that we did. Um, uh, ...in the last, you know, 20 minutes or so... got ...you count that in one hand... ...Rogers doesn't want him to play like that... ...so... ...can he defend when he doesn't have to think? Yes... ...when he has to play out... ...he can't do it consistently well enough... ...so no, he shouldn't start...
0: Yeah, that's the point I'll make... Um, ...Boyata, ironically enough... ...could end up uh, the season as a World Cup winner... <laughs> um, ...with Belgium... Um, ...which isn't the, the most ridiculous... ...you know, isn't the most ridiculous idea... Boyata, I think we'll get more money for him then. Let's let's hope so. Um, but Boyata, I think uh, I find him, and we've talked again. We have we're kind of going overall ground, but at the same time, it's kind of prominent because of what happened on Sunday. Boyata frustrates the life out of me, but I think Rodgers is use of him. See if 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 we if, if you've got if you've got a position and this is how I want you to play, I want you to be a ball playing centre half and. And you put the player in there who's not capable of doing it. As as much as it's the player's fault, it's also the manager's fault. Um, And I'm not getting at Brendan Rodgers because, you know,
2: because
0: it's tough. Because the centre-half position, you know, every club in the world is struggling with centre-halves. You know, there's literally a handful of them that are of any sort of standard. So, I feel feel sorry for Brendan Rodgers because I don't think he's necessarily got a lot of options I feel sorry for Boyata because he's trying to do something, he's trying to have a skill set that he doesn't have and the way that Gordon developed a skill set in a specific way of trying to kick the ball out and it's not always worked for him this is going to sound really lame but <laughs> these guys are trying their hardest <laughs> and um, that a, a little bit more should be said for that
1: having said that, moving forward you can't have Boyata playing in that position. Hopefully next season he's not there but Going back to I mentioned earlier on about the, the might rain that it fell on Saturday. See the pitch in the first couple of minutes, you saw the players really struggle, the Celtic players especially, really struggle to get the ball under control, to stop themselves when they were running at full pelt. They had a, a turn circle, a double-decker bus, and when Boyata, before he made that mistake, Jozo played the ball over to him, yeah, and yeah. he moved forward. yeah. Uh, Joseph played the ball behind that's what I'm saying he should have passed it then back to Bain but he just got all confused we can't afford to have that especially with we've got aspirations of playing in Europe next season so hopefully he won't be there he does have a really good World Cup if in pre-season we can we get 40 him. But I um, Kieran Haddon
4: well, at what point does Roger start questioning that the improvement isn't happening with Boyata so if he's trying to get him to teach him this skill set and he's been probably doing it all season and we're getting to this point, what seven, eight months in the line, and there isn't an improvement. At what point does it then stop? Well, we've and got to stop using them. We see that it's not working. I know, obviously, there's not enough fit, but I mean the boy Jack Henry, who eventually had to come on and play, who didn't really do too bad. I don't think. Well, I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll let me get to Jack but Henry. We didn't gamble by starting with him because I know Bayar had been out for what three, four weeks so he's coming back to the game. Compare, what happened to him? Did he get injured? Or um, does he just not, he's they not don't have
0: confidence in him playing his second game of... He's, he's, only played, he's only played five or six games this season. He's nowhere near match fit. My point about um, when does Rogers get to that point, and this is something that you always talk about, Sermani, and I always find it quite interesting, um, like about their Neil teams and stuff. He trusts Boyata. <laughs> he trusts him as a player. He knows that he's going to get a certain level of performance out of him. Now... You could point to two massive games um, this season, where Boyata was a complete shit show. Tynecastle, and on Sunday at Tynecastle, it, again, it wasn't just him; it was a it was a massive part of the team, you know. But him specifically, and this is what it comes down to. It comes to down to when you know Scott Bain under pressure had a bit of confidence about himself, had a bit of confidence about the team. If you've got if your goalkeeper's confident when they've got with in possession, it's gonna relax the back line. If you know that when you pass the Boyata, he's either going to give it right back to you or he's gonna explode <laughs> or do whatever. Um it's, it doesn't fill the, the, the team with confidence. Um Boyata has got everything in his makings to be a brilliant Martin O'Neill
1: defender. If we have to play either Joe's or Boyata for the rest of the season who are you going to pick out the two?
0: I'm picking Jack Hendry and Iyer and Comper on a back three. Boom! I just blew your mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm devastated by that. <laughs>
1: but if you can imagine, like if you're talking about Roger Crofton, I, th- I, th-
0: I, th- I think. I th- sorry, to jump in. I think.
1: Uh, I think uh, Boyata's better than Jozo. I, I agree. I think he at least semi redeemed himself with his performance in the last twenty odd minutes. Jozo, if start to get sent off, was just a car crash.
0: Kieran was it a red card.
1: Yes, because red card,
2: red card, red card, red card. You,
4: we see, first of all, I was saying it wasn't a red card because at no point does Yozo turn his head to look to see where Morales is. So at all times he's looking at the ball, so that mm, he can't have any I intent. I, However, the more you see it, his peripheral vision. I don't think he knows he's there, oh. and I do think he purposely does it because he does. His elbow, is, his arm is bent. At no point is because if you're what to you kind of hold the man off, your arm should be straight to stop him from getting to you. Well, it goes above the neck, but
0: if it's still straight, it's okay. The fact
1: Kieran's that it's it that,
4: that, and also has it up quite high, it's.
0: Kieran, why don't you, on Keith, um, <laughs> throw an elbow? Uh, I'll throw an elbow on Sir Manny. Um We'll compare notes. Uh, it was a sending off, Chris. No, it wasn't. <sighs> Oof, talk me through it. I
3: don't think it was a sending off at all. Uh, what Ciarán said and then added in the peripheral vision but that, that bit wasn't true he came, <laughs> he, he came across him he came across him he came across him He's, his arm was bent I mean so what I mean he came across him and he he, he lightly caught him and if you see Morelos he doesn't react it takes a second to react and then decides oh I'm going down here so he took advantage of the situation to me that wasn't that that, that wasn't even that, that much of a foul to be perfectly honest I don't think that do you was think a it's a free enough. kick to Celtic? I think it's a should have been a P- goal for us. <laughs> goal for us. <laughs> no, no. It, I, I genuinely don't think it was a sending off. I really don't. I think that um, at the time I was, I was like, going, I was going nuts and stuff like that, and I wasn't even accepting that uh, it was silly from Shominevich. But it was. It was. In terms of going up with his elbow in that position, wasn't particularly clever. Though I, I still don't think in in in, in terms of uh, a, a deliberate elbow on his face. I don't particularly think it was that if that's the you know the barometer of what a red card should be then I, I don't know I think the, 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 the game's gone the game's a bit gone too far. Yeah. the game's gone
0: the game's gone lads
3: see At, honest uh, I don't
4: think Billy Coleman was going to give it he was that no. far away I don't think he'd probably seen it properly and he but did it was it. just because obviously the linesman I was so adamant even the, you see the camera footage of him shouting red about five the times were, the, the he was made the so
0: adamant he wanted I was, that it was pathetic it was really pathetic because to me there was no decorum from the linesman that that was a fan I think he, he was good part of the game we thought oh, what, I want to make a name for myself I here. think that he was, was a, so, I mean the way he waved that flag so vigorously he was just really wanting to get the decision made that, that, that to me was a fan on the byline literally forgetting where he was going red card red card
1: um, get I, him off ref
0: Get him off ref um, Other quotes are I deferred available.
1: to my, my, my mum oh, Seeing how it was Mother's Day I'm going to go with her She said I texted her at the game I said was it a red card She texts back Aye He hooked him <laughs>
0: To be fair um, I what, actually do, do you think it was a red card um, I think it probably was a red card Not If you let me If you let me make my case Please don't jump down my throat <laughs> I'm not going You're fucking right You won't no um a couple of things i think uh the positioning of it with the linesman looking directly at it plays into it um the the movement of the arm i think he's unlucky and i think if it wasn't given i think it would have been fine if he if he kind of if it wasn't given i don't think there would be as I wouldn't have a problem with it. If it was if it was a shoe in the other foot, well, of course I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's the worst thing What I mean is, if it was a Rangers player in that position and he hadn't get sent off, I think I would have been in the situation of probably that's fine. I wouldn't have be, uh, instantly of went, you know, conspiracy. You know, it should have been sent off. But ironically, you would have. So... <laughs> She's on the other foot, but... No, I, I think... I can see why it's been given as a, as a red card. It probably... In the modern game, it probably is. But do you
4: think but the fact that we won the game is not really thought of as much? There's not... Well, the fact that... Had we, we lost the game with that being a red the card, fact do that you we, think there'd be a lot more of an uproar about it?
0: If, if, we, if, if we'd lost it, it wouldn't have even been mentioned because it's just them on their way to glory. Um, I, I also think that... I don't... See, if it... I'm, the media and Rangers fans and the Rangers media and all that don't like Moreles because he's pish. <laughs> <laughs> and see if it'd been someone else. I well, think you they would,
4: million pound values incorrect. 11 million if you saw Was the last win? bid. Um,
0: yeah. But no, so I don't know. I, I think I can I can see why. Nah, it wasn't a red card. I'm back on side. Boom.
3: <laughs> Me, Gal, and Andy Walker. We know it wasn't a red card. <laughs> yeah, the
0: answer. Um, Kieran mentioned Jack Hendry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a question here, actually. Let me bring it in, and then I've got a question Just for, for Kieran as
4: well. So we've obviously been doing in ten men. I quite like the fact of oh. um, Rodgers has mentioned that in training. We practice with a ten man with a one off, and you could see how the game changed and how they managed it a lot more. And defensively, we seem better. We uh, seem to ride a lot of the kind of backs against the wall. The balls coming in, and we dealt with it better than we did during the first half and it was eleven of us. Yeah. So that
1: kind of compact shape seemed to help us for some reason first thing he did was probably, he not. first thing he did was he whistled for Brown to come running across and he just set him straight on how we were going to set it out Brown had already started talking to a couple of them about who was going to go where and what was going to happen but then to, to make that substitution to take Forrest off for Edward I don't think anybody saw that one no,
4: coming. I was I was kind of like what are you doing why are we going to two up top when we're a man down I thought maybe keep more in midfield but oh. obviously the goal that came out of it, it was a kind of masterstroke for the change
0: yeah <laughs> um, I, I, there's a tweet here from French Eddie um, Derek Boyata is Dedric Boyata is a robot purely designed to bam folk up he played excellent after a relatively long injury away to Anderlecht but has a performance like that after a different injury is he the most inconsistent player in the history of football ever it's an interesting one. I d I don't think I think there's far more inconsistent players. Um but thanks for tweeting in. Um uh, the question So Paulo's does well. He starts this question off well and I'm happy with it, and I'm following it. I'm you know, half of it's good, half you know, he makes a thingy You're doing the thing I told you not to do. Keith, that's not doing it. Professional broadcaster. Um Paulo Great show lads, always look forward to listening to it. My favourite guy is Keith McGinty Fuck you <laughs> uh, He doesn't actually say that, that was a joke. That's a joke, Keith. Um oh, This oh. is this is I'll I'll go get go. you guys' opinion. Um we'll start with you, Keith. Do you think Jack Henry now deserves a run in the team? See this is where he goes wrong. Possibly replacing Lustig <laughs> Uh Personally I've seen him I I've been very impressed when I've seen him play. How do you think he played and what are your thoughts of an extended run?
1: I thought he was a calming influence at that uh, back four when he came on and I moved into the, the centre-half role. Um, he didn't rush any clearances. He, he picked up good positions. He, there was a bit on the right-hand side where him and McGregor were pressing to try and get the ball. And yeah, the yeah. two of them worked really, really well. Talking to one another, who's going to go, who's going to stay, who's going to press. And it's great to see... Um, He's only been here about a couple of months now and that's him so settled and calm on the side. The size of him as well, he's just a big...
0: Came on against Aberdeen we were down, when we were down to 10 men. Came on against uh, Patoji. Came on against Rangers when we were down to 10 men. Pressured games. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. games. And he... I, I, again, this is the, the, the point about Bain. Um, I thought he looked composed. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are players who can come on and... They can look worried and you know upset. The, the idea of the task at hand kind yeah. of maybe puts a little bit of fear into him. And, um And this is a good start. Off to a good start with his
1: career. Um, you think of the big games that we've got coming up next. Is the semi final? Um, if we get that, then hopefully. The well, we would be in the final. Um, <laughs> plus the... See, if you win a semi-final and you don't get into the final, that is just... What, we're on, six, we on 67 points or something like that now, and then it's we're going on to the, the, the split in maybe one or two games. Um, There's potential that we're going to have um, Rangers at Ibrox. At the first game. Yep, the week after the cu- yeah, uh, that's sc- that's cup so semi-final. Wait, so that's what the first game of
0: the split. Parkhead. Uh,
1: Parkhead. Uh, Parkhead. Parkhead. Sorry, Parkhead, sorry. So we could win... that. All the games in the league after that then is is just building up to the cup final. See, It's whether Hendry is going to get enough time because you've got to take into consideration his age. Compare is he going to be steady enough that he's going to be able to come in if we're going to be playing a a back four to play alongside Ayer or Hendry? I don't think Hendry's got enough going forward to, to play in the right back role. If we're going to play a back three, then I wouldn't mind seeing him, Ayer and Comper as a back
3: three. Chris,
1: so many your thoughts on Hendry how he did and moving forward.
3: He looked quite composed, looked quite calm. Um, I'm not sure on him yet. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him, which is fine. It's fine.
0: No, That's no problem. No problem. Hey, no, no, it's relaxed. No, I'm comfortable with it. Comfortable with that.
3: Um, what I do think is, um, is obviously Ayers came in and I've been very impressed with him. I think the only way you can find out if somebody's going to come into the team and do well is to play them. Um, so I suppose Rodgers has got, a, it depends what he's got in his head and how who he sees as our centre half-pairing going forward. Um, we've given ourselves breathing space in the league now because, remember, that was it. We were, <laughs> we're going to lose the league if we didn't win on Sunday, but we've won it. Nine points clear, game in hand. Hopefully there's a few fixers where we might be able to make some changes and give these guys a run-out so that we can see what they're capable of doing. So, no, I thought he was I thought he was good when he came on, and uh, hopefully that continues.
0: Yeah, um, I, I like... He's not a right-back, and he shouldn't be playing right-back, and Ayer shouldn't be playing right-back either. Ayer <laughs> and Hendry, let's develop them as the positions that we want them to play, which is centre-half. Uh, compare... Uh, you know, the idea of a back-three um, in Scotland... I'm all for it. I did have a back 3 in Europe. I'm really not. It doesn't I, I don't think we've been found out too many times with a back 3. Um so we're kind of you're kind of stuck between the rock a rock and a hard place because if we play a back 3 in Europe just now moving forward we can play we could accommodate Ayer and um uh, Henry with the experience of Compare, which would be really good. I think I think it would help develop uh you know partnerships and stuff. But then to switch from that to a back four, if we're going to Europe, you know, we, we, as as you say, we've got, we've got we've got time to kind of play with it, as it were. Um, on that note, I think it's all a bit moot because I still think if Jozo and Boyata are fit, they'll play. Yeah. So yeah. that's just again that comes down to you know I think that thing he's starting to trust Ayer. Yep. Um, Henry will take time to get into that position um, of trust. It will take time and uh, just time, essentially. Because if he does, if he's as good as we all hope, then it'll be fine. Kieran, does well, So
4: see, the thing with Rogers is as well when he's going with a back three just now, it then leaves out a lot of flair players. Like you can't play Sinclair and you can't play Roberts because neither of them can play wing backs and what I've found when Sinclair plays whenever we play a back three obviously Tierney's your left wing back Sinclair then kind of moves in one he gets lost he just can't seem to perform as a number ten he prefers to play as a winger cutting in so if you play the back four perfect for Sinclair and Paddy Roberts Roberts can't be a wing back he's not got the kind of um, the discipline the mentality to kind of come back and help out when it's kind of required so if you're playing a back three, you're leaving out some of these players, even with because with is now fully fit and full confident, he is number 10. He starts number 10 for me, even if you've got these other three players. So these three players then could be used as wingers, but you only have them if there's a back four. So then that means you have only got like two centre-halves. And which pairing do you use? Do you stick, Do you go with compare Nair? Because running quite a run of games now, I think. He's on to like double figures now, isn't he, for starts. So he's starting to kind of establish himself a little bit more. So, But then, do you want Henry to develop as well? So uh, there's quite a lot of decisions he's got to make. You looked like you reacted there, um, Chris. Because I said Roberts wasn't getting a game, that's why.
3: No, no, I did. I, I, I mean, I was going to touch on this earlier on. I mean, Roderick isn't an automatic number 10 for me just now. I mean, so in terms of his influence in the game, his goal was outstanding, it was phenomenal. But there was two midfielders... That were, I, I didn't think McGregor was particularly good, but I thought Brown and Cham were, were fantastic. I don't think Roderick had the influence on the game that he could, and that's because I don't think he's fully fit. Yeah, that's that's. He's, I mean, the goal phenomenal. See if you take the goal away from him, would, would you have been? Would you say that, that Tom Roderick, you know, bossed that game? No, you wouldn't. I would say out in out, out, Cham and, and Brown had much more of an influence on it. So that, I mean. The goal was... and I'm not taking anything away from it. It was, it, was, it was wonderful, and that's what he's capable of. But last season, before he got injured uh, uh, at Christmas, Tom Roderick was influencing games and bringing other players in in a way that he's not done this season. But that could be
0: said for a lot. Aye. No, I, I definitely, definitely.
3: I think that could be said to an extent for the entire squad. Uh, exactly. Sinclair, Armstrong, these guys haven't done what they did last season.
0: Um, there's a tweet here from... Aloysius John Francis. Um, Shame on the... That's obviously Louis. Um, Shame on the rest of the panel from last week who doubted Tom Rodgick. Can we get a formal apology and acknowledge that he is, in fact, the greatest... He's not one for hyperbole, Louis. That's what I like about him. Uh,
3: I mean, what he does is (laughs) even when, when he decides he doesn't like players that's it you know, I, I do love that about Louis yeah. but no do you know what, the, the, what he's right to an extent let's not doubt that Tom Roger can turn games but at the same time let's not you know anoint him that he's, he's untouchable what really needs brought up is the ridiculous suggestion from Christian that Scott Sinclair had to start on uh, <laughs> had to start on Sunday for us to have a chance. Has he not seen his form recently? Well, as we, Christian tonight, we he had bur-
0: a, we had we had a you know Christian last week said that his form's not as bad as people say it is. It, it really is. Oh, it is? I mean, it, it's, it's it's utterly appalling. Now you can throw out XGs and all that stuff, and I do the stat stuff absolutely has its place. But just watching, I've not missed a minute of Celtic this season, and the last three or four appearances that Scott Sinclair's had have been appalling mm-hmm. um, the the game before Motherwell that he started uh, before Morton that he started he he looked like a child lost on a football pitch um, and by the way I don't see that with I, l- I want Scott Sinclair to be successful I, I like Scott Sinclair a lot but I'm also not going to sit here and def- defend them when, because we'll cri- we'd we'll be quick to criticise every other player when they when they have a bad patch. And Scott Sinclair isn't having a bad patch; he's having a fucking horrendous patch. Mm. And it's kind of I was thinking about this today um, during the, and I mentioned this on the pod at the time. The Zenit game, I completely forgot Scott Sinclair was an option until uh, I saw him on the bench, mm-hmm. and. People. The only reason I've even had a discussion about Scott Sinclair is because other people have brought it up. But in my mind, Scott Sinclair was never starting this game. No. Um, McGregor McGregor's ahead of him. In my, in my opinion, Kwasi the three times he's played this season has been more effective. Not the whole season. I just mean in current form. I'm not saying he's been better the whole season because that is ridiculous. Oh. But the the, the Kwasi, one of Kwasi's most impressive games was against Senate. Um, at home, Are we? But then
4: again, that's the, the, the formation suits that. Yeah, no, because you've got four of, of midfielders. Really, of course, so I'm not can
0: be part of that. What, what I'm saying is, um, we can't just turn around and say, "Oh, he was so good last season, and he deserves a let." Everyone deserves criticism because it's not the, the guy's. The guy's a professional footballer, so if he's not playing well, I'm going to say he's not going to not playing well. But I, I tell you there's a difference between a bad on a form and this form that he's in he looks like he's running on mud
1: yeah he's the only real left attacking midfielder that we, we have uh, unless we're going to play Charlie Misonda, that's where we're going to
0: play Lewis Morgan boom that's what you're, you're hoping for gonna, because he's only real he's going to dominate
4: I'd I choose him what about Christie when he comes back
0: uh, next, next season
4: he
1: going from left? already you can see that that ship sailed legs are gone my legs have not gone <laughs> the rumors are not true
0: um Christy uh, I, I just don't think he's gonna get a chance no. w- whether he's good enough or not I, I just he's another guy who uh, every time I've seen him he's impressing I've got a friend who's a friend of a guy in work who's an Aberdeen fan who talks about him he he, he says he's the, one of the best players he's ever seen um play for Aberdeen from a technical point of view and um, would he would he be playing now if he was in our squad?
4: If he was in the squad, Christy, probably not. Again, not when not this formation of a back three. So you have team we're now playing back three quite often. I mean, that's been a good month, I think. Where would you play him?
0: I think he's a number ten. Uh, he's, he's a number ten.
4: Head. He, that's Roger's name, Musunda Technically, at times he's yeah. maybe the number ten, so he's, yeah, he's probably quite far back.
0: Can, can I bring this up? Um, and I'd like to hear your opinions on it because you guys haven't obviously been on the pods for the last couple of weeks. Uh,
1: were you expecting more from Misunda?
3: I, I I I was actually going to make that point. Sorry, Keith, do you want to go on? No,
1: I just to agree with you. I'm not. I'm not getting it yet. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
3: you thought you, you was getting it, but there you go. No, all right, okay. I'll speak. I don't understand why pe- people have written them off. To some extent, see that the way you were talking about uh, Sinclair and, and he just wasn't thinking. People have, have thought of that about Misonda. I think it might be a t- particularly Scottish thing because he's small and he's. I oh, used he to hit a gym. Used to get a bit harder, <laughs> you know. Dropping up a couple of guys in training, and we'll see. You know, I mean, let's. He's adjusting to a new league. You know, he's, he's he's technically obviously very gifted. Yes, he's quite slight, but that doesn't particularly, you know. If you've got real technical ability, which he does, that can be overcome. And you know, let's not forget that the pass he played for for McGregor's winning against Senate was a pass that I don't know. Is there anybody else at the club that could have played that pass? I, I don't know. I don't know. Pat uh-huh. wouldn't have paid it because he would have went to the
0: byline and beat the guy and scored t- and scored. Um, Tom <laughs> would have made smashed in make... top corner. Yeah, to be fair, it's an interesting one. Um, I kind of against the post. I keep.
3: I kinda keep forgetting about Misunder. Exactly. look, I mean, have I expected more? Maybe, maybe, maybe we kind of thought oh, he's, he's he's going to hit the ground running. I mean, he was, he was coming on for Chelsea a couple of weeks before we signed him, set up uh, one of their goals, I think. Yeah, uh, in the cup, in the cup. Um, yeah, perhaps, but at the same time, you know, I think we'll see a lot more from him. I think he's technically that gifted that you know, you know, there's a, there's a lot more for from for the guy to come.
0: He look it looks to me like a <clears throat> he looks like his football and brain might be, you know, you, you talk about the technique and the skill that he might just be a little bit fast mm. for everyone, and it might be he needs to slow down a little bit um, because you know if you're at Chelsea and everyone's going, you know, technically good at such a fast pace, um, and then you come to Glasgow and people are still good and we're not thinking it's just a different level, so it might be a little bit slower. Um, but I, 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 I've not my my expectations aren't high or low. I'm just. It'll be fine, I'm sure. Like you know, we it's one for next season.
4: Yeah. Right, obviously, go we've got all of them, got, got them for all next season as well. So it's just in preparation for that, really.
0: Um, Kieran, big question for you, and this is a really important question: How shite are Rangers, by the way? Really? are they
4: <laughs> really shite?
0: Really? utterly, utter garbage. Can only can only
4: go for half an hour, and that's it. Rest of the game, they're just they're just sitting there, just kind of wandering about. So
3: wandering about wandering about <laughs> <laughs> looking for the ball trying to find it you need to go to full 90 Kieran yeah, uh, do. don't you, 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 you there's no two the ways it's 90 it. minutes
4: not half an hour a uh,
0: uh, couple of things um, I know I mentioned um, Moreles and stuff um, and how the, the Rangers fans and that don't like him but that miss was
3: was great terrific it was terrific it was tremendous it
0: especially
3: was.
4: when you see his face at the final whistle it oh, a bit cry
3: I mean after it they kept panning to him, and he was just there was just this wee <laughs> desolate look, shaking his head like, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> I don't know if if he said that, but it, that's what his face <laughs> looked like. But I mean, it, that that could that could haunt him.
0: There's this weird narrative on like uh, like some of the kind of like sports sound and stuff that he bullied our defence, like I he bullied one I, person. Byata. I don't think he even bullied Bajata. I think, other than the one incident where he kind of gets away from him, I don't think he particularly bullied anyone.
1: I, I he thought forced Bajata to make mistakes. I thought he was a nuisance. What they were doing was... Um, There's a the
0: difference between being a nuisance
1: and actually bullying. physically bullying no, someone. I wouldn't say that. He, he, no, he made sure he was, he, he was a nuisance. The, the defenders knew he was there. They, the first chance they got, they were just dropping the ball behind their defence so it would bounce... And then our defenders just wouldn't have a clue what to do it. And then he was knitting in, and getting the chance. That's how it reminded me a wee bit. Mind the U V game, uh, the last sixteen. Aye, the first ten, fifteen minutes. That's what U V were doing, just lumping it in behind. You weren't expecting that at all. Um, and he was just getting in the way. And was oh, it as up. bad as Van Vossen Aye, it was.
0: I think it's worse.
1: Ah, it's worse. <laughs> that's amazing. It's worse. The goal shuddered. We thought it had been in. Um, and to the right-hand side, the the main stand, they all, they all cheered there I thought it was a goal. Silly cookies. Blessed.
4: Is it his miss against County?
0: Just the pressure. That's a
4: bigger bigger. Goal. I suppose the pressure game, maybe. But yeah, I was think there's more goal at him for the Team at Ross County.
0: It was a bit of a muddy a field and a bobble. But the the
4: one with that one there, it's just I think from what I remember. He takes an extra step before he kicks the ball, and I think that. Puts him off, but as see see the ball comes across and he just takes the first time. I think he's finishing that, but he kind of takes. I don't know if he takes a step with his left, tries to hit it with his right, but it's come off his shin. Do you know who's scoring that?
0: Nadir Chief. Too. Um, I don't know why. I One said thing that. as
4: well I noticed, we didn't take advantage of was no um, putting more pressure on Fodderum because he was flattening off a lot of balls, cross balls, right, and at corners, which he's not usually as bad. From what I can remember, he's not as bad at that. Normally. Okay, okay, but like we didn't we didn't pressure it more. He make
0: even more mistakes. He is bad at it. Here's the thing: there's an there's this idea that Wes Fotheringham's a good goalkeeper, right? We were we had conversations a couple of weeks ago when I said, "Is there any Rangers player who you could take in?" And um, a couple of people said a couple of things. Louis Louis's a big fan. Wes The guy's just below average. He's just not very good, and I know this because uh, I sit beside a guy in work who's a Rangers fan, and he he just tells me how bad he is. But not only that. From when we've played them. no, I, I, He's pish. I
3: know. I he's
0: mean, absolute garbage. And I've seen a couple of times when he's... I watched the the Hibs game. He was at fault for a couple of goals. The Aberdeen game. Um, the one at Ibrooks, He had a really good game. Um, but that was off the back of two bad games on each side. There's, uh, there's this utter myth that Wes Fodderingham's like a good goalkeeper. When he's not, he's, he's, he's below average. What do you think of Tavenier?
3: I don't really rate to um, Vernier either I think I mean I think he's quite, he's quite good going forward I don't think the guy can de- defend I mean do, do you know do you know the thing I'll say right to me he's like see when
0: you're in a situation where you are, uh, you're garbage compared to your biggest rivals but you've got a guy who is athletic
2: mm.
0: has this appearance that he is really up for it um, and you know one thing I'll say about Tavigny, he can strike the ball pretty well. He's got good technique, I think. Right. Other than that, he's again. I don't. You know, you can show me stats that says he's he's he does so much, but he wouldn't be making it anywhere into he wouldn't be in our squad.
3: He's one of those classic fullbacks, and you've seen them in in uh, throughout you know European football who are marauding at times going forward well Marauden's a bit strong for him but um, you know they're they such an attacking threat that they force the their opposing fullback back and, and, and you, th- you think they're better than they are it's only when you see him called on to defend I mean look what Sinclair did to him put him on his backside last season a fully flying Scott Sinclair makes mincemeat of the guy in terms of in terms of uh, would he improve us uh, at right back going forward yes defensively no and mm. that's with a guy with no legs. I'd but say
1: Gamboa get right, would get in that head deal. I think Gambo's are better. Mm,
0: uh, whether he'd get in or not isn't the point, he's not gonna be picked. Mm. Um it's funny because he would end up being like a Brendan Rogers player, I think. You know, because he's got that you know what he's athletic, he probably you know I don't know, who knows? Um What did you think of the uh let me ask you this, Kieran. We went to Ibrox, Um We went down to ten men. We came back twice and then went ahead, which I don't think should be under uh, underestimated. Um, is this where does this rank in terms of just Glasgow derbies against Rangers at Ibrox for you? Personal thing. It's
4: it's up there, but it's not up there as high as the five one. Last season. Okay. 'Cause it's it's been a long time well, I can't even think of an absolute hammer like that at Ibrox. Um I'm thinking there was one maybe three 0 back when it was the old club.
1: Yeah, but well, we we beat them, think. yeah, when Mirabchik's liberals go to it. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: Marcus ripped the toilet off the off my sister all
4: right, as well. Okay. I love that, but I think <laughs> going going to your rivals and giving them a right good hiding, five one, I think have really enjoyed that because that really just shut them right up and just said, look, use, uh, can I make a statement of you are still miles behind us so stop kidding yourselves on that you're getting up close, close as the season end I think this makes
0: this, that mm. statement
4: I I think. Th- I th- suppose the biggest point of the fact of is we did, like you said we came back twice, we scored the winner without with every 10 men and we did it with three of our flair players, who are supposedly our better players, best players in the club on the bench, like Sinclair, Masunda and Roberts those three didn't even come on. Yeah. they weren't required to come on, and yet we still beat them. And yet, I still think we could have played a lot. We will not. We could. We could have played a lot, lot better. I don't think we could I, have played a lot more free-form football. Yeah, I don't think we. Whereas get, they were playing at their capacity.
3: I, I don't think we get out of second gear. I would phrase that differently. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think we get out a fifth gear. I think. Like, well, I don't think overall we were that good. <laughs> I th- I think that even... I mean, that, that see in terms of that, uh, you, the talk about the 5-1 uh, last season, Kieran, I preferred yesterday for two reasons. One, they'd been bummed up. Two, their form hasn't been as good. How uh, many reasons did I say there? Are, two or three? You said six. For <coughs> 17 reasons, right. So, coming in, right, there was a bit more of an expect- expectation in us to rise to the occasion. Um, I thought that they came at us... And I thought that they, you know, they, they rattled us. They scored two goals, you know, they, they, they played better than they have against us. And yet, with us probably still nowhere near the heights of last season, or even some of the heights of this season, like the performance at Bataudry, the first game against Senate, away against Anderlecht, we never hit them, and yet we still won. That knocks, that's, this has knocked the stuffing out of them. I mean, in terms of the, the, the hyperbole around the game, the, the the talk before it, and how. Close, they've got to us, and the way that we the way that we won it, it knocked the stuffing out of them. But it's still going to leave enough of enough of an expectation. We play them again; they think they might be able to beat us if we've got all our players back up to speed. Because when they start to come back <laughs> from injury again, I think we could stuff them again. I really do. Yeah, so we've got
0: two more opportunities to stuff them.
3: Yep.
1: Um, Keith, where does this rank for you? I would say, like Kieran says, the five-one that the 0 as well, really, really high up there for me. I only saw the second half of the 3 0. It was my now sister in law's um, uh, Holy Communion that day, and we, we were at Mass, and we only made it up to the, ah, the pub really, to see the second half. Really but anyway, <clears throat> that game what was on uh, Sunday. <laughs>
3: Sausage rolls were lovely anyway. The was it the sage sausage rolls or just the normal sausage rolls?
0: Can I ask you a question? Were there vegan options?
1: Because Vegans weren't alive back then. Right, okay. It was about 15, 20 years ago, so didn't happen. Um,
3: can you answer my question on whether there were sage sausage rolls? No,
1: I'm, f- I'm afraid no. This was the Altus, the top of Hamilton. None of that. Polarity. You did a wee accent
0: there, like, oh, I'm, this is that. Like, you're, you're not like that. Don't do that. Is Altus? Altus? Y- you can Altus? do it, because I know that there's a layer there's a skin below you <laughs> Sir Mani, I fear it I respect it but I will not tolerate yeah, it
1: you had a guy up once <laughs> sorry Go, actually I didn't, so. <laughs> no just got to say the game totally demoralised them the oh. Jozo and Boyata were, were lucky that they was not the worst display on Sunday that pre-match thing that Rangers were trying to do was it Gers it was meant to say? Oh, the Tifo thing? Oh, that was hilarious. They are an utter fucking ruddy, aren't they? It shows you how... Everything about them...
0: i sure they are. ...and every single one of their supporters are a ruddy. And everything to do with that club is an utter...
1: Joke. Shameful. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but no so i mean so for for me for me personally i i honestly think it's uh, right up there um obviously we took on you know the old co and all that it was we took on better players we took on better teams we were in higher you know th- there were times when we were going into it to try and get ahead in the league, you know, coming back from playing Boa Vista to, you know, to keep ourselves in the title and st- title race and, st- and winning and, you know, all, all that amazing stuff but what I think was really sweet is what you're saying about the media and the hype and, you know, you know, BBC Sports, Sports Sound were talking about this like well, you know, Rangers are going in and you and it's all like no but they're the form team they're the form team in the thingy and and it's like but they're actually not like the form table showed that Celtic were top I think it was Hibs Mm -hmm. were second and Rangers were third the, 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 you're the, fork, the form team. You, you can't deny that. And it's like, well, it's not a fact. So is this
1: them trying to get back in to Ibrox, So because was it Rogers had to phone in his interview? Yeah, that's after right. It? Yeah, that's Is this ch- them just them trying to do their best to get back on side? And
0: well, no, I don't think. I, I think it's a conspiracy. I think they're all <laughs> out to get us, and they can
1: all suck it. Speaking of which, what did you make your columns performance? Uh, I thought it was excellent.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought Willie. Willie like, uh, Seeing the first half, right? The first, I'll, as I say, I watched kind of extended highlights today. The first, the, 20-
4: first it was the first ten minutes, it was that Declan John challenge.
0: Aye, that should have been a
4: yellow card, and he let it go. Mm-hmm. That's particularly let that go. He had to let an awful lot more go that he shouldn't have.
0: That potentially. Is that take on
4: John Cricket at, at Red. I think he then had another bad challenge only about twenty minutes later.
0: See the first the actual challenge where he goes in on Tom Rogic and Tom Rogic pretty much jumps out of the way. See if Tom Rogic doesn't jump out of the way, it's a potential leg breaker. The guy went in with two studs up. It, he should have been sent off. It, 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 it's a sending off. Right. Um, yep. And and what do you think of Collins for fans?
3: Excellent. Uh, Same <laughs> as you. No, I mean it was awful. Um, uh, like, just going. I mean, I'm sure we can all pick them out before Boyata's madness and the uh, uh, uh when Windass scored, Forrest had it uh, was having his shut turn yeah, three yes. times in a row. Should have been a foul to us. Play on, they get down the park, he does that, they score. And Cham seemed to just anytime he got the ball, he just seemed to attract a, a foul, a foul? Uh, and it was what was the one was it the one in the second half where was it was it Windass I can't remember exactly who it was but you know he, Windass is pulling away at him and Jam comes away with a ball and, he, and he, he gives a foul against him yeah. it was just it was just, it's just insane some it, of
4: the decisions the, the one was uh, Edward in their box and the, and he was getting blocked yeah I mean yeah. it wasn't a penalty, but it wasn't the FLT Rangers. Because <laughs> nice. the guy was actually holding Edward back. He yeah. was trying to get around them. They don't think he pulled him back or nothing. So it was kinda The
0: first the first twenty minutes he I'm gonna put this in inverted, inverted commas because he tried he'd let the game flow, but the problem was every single foul was against us. Mm-hmm. So Scott, but there was one where Scott Brown uh they they broke down Tracking the pitch back. when Morales was off uh, offside. Uh, so I can't remember who it was off the top of the hand, they go into McGregor and then they go into McBr- Brown and then Brown makes the challenge, retaliatory t- challenge, uh, and then Colin looks at him like, oh, you better watch, and it's like, hold on a minute, we just did two fucking... Un-. And the, the tackle on um, Brown from Candias, that's a booking. Play advantage. But book him, because he's fouled him. He, he's actually kicked him in the back. Do you know what I mean? So... Uh, in the first half he tried to again inverted commas let the, the play go and then in the second half he broke up every single time that cham broke free there was three times when a cham break class in a very classy way would break it was beautiful it was like he had shades on he could have been wearing a tuxedo and cham
3: was the man on the do you know what he's very unbelievable and
0: charming
3: right okay come on come on Kristen. I'm looking around your belt, not.
0: I'm better than that. But no, there was three or four times where Enchant would break through, and yeah, they just get fills against them, and it's kind of like, well, you know, one time you're like, okay, maybe didn't see it. Two times you're like, well, that's inconsistency. Three times it's a conspiracy, and they're all out to get us, and they can suck it. <laughs> no, um we're wrapping up here boys Um, (laughs) because I'm just going to keep saying stuff Uh, we've got the Motherwell game Uh, in fact final
1: point on the Rangers Celtic game at the weekend, Keith Um, we put them in their place, Scott Brown was immense, we have no fear at Mordor anymore it's wonderful
4: I think even Brown admitted that in his interview at the end because the, there was a chat about oh, so you're obviously talking it was about a title and you turned around and said no, that wasn't us that was them Yeah. mentioned how we went quiet they were mouthing off we do our talking in the park they must I think Scott Brown to them is what Natural Nova was to us now I think they hate him with that much and it proved that see for Dembele's goal see when Brown plays that ball and gets smashed mm-hmm. they're all cheering see a second later absolute silence because the goals the goals went in
3: yeah delicious Sir Manny? thoroughly enjoyed it it was a good a good fun encounter we've established ourselves as the best team in Scotland as if that was ever in doubt and I'm I'm very much looking forward to the semi-final now. Uh,
0: yeah semi-final that podcast will definitely have uh, Louis McCaffrey and Chris Armani both on that podcast ding ding Ding, ding, is all I'm saying. Um, I just want to go through the... Daniel McGowan did the player ratings for the game. I'm going to go through them. Agree or disagree. Um, Scott Bain gets seven. I agree. Um, Christopher, the Wolf, Ayer gets six. Um, Has Mm -hmm. arguably been the shining light of this season. He was decent today and did the defensive stuff well. Not his usual roaming self, probably due to being forced into a wider defensive role. Um, That's six is probably yeah, sure. six or yeah. seven because oh, yeah, he was quite quiet was um, Jozo Elbow Simović get five um, fine oh and uh, Daniel actually says his red card was probably harsh so you've got a, a wee guy there he also likes Prince probably um, <laughs> Dedrick Boyata three Kieran, Kieran Tierney get six
3: it was quite quiet it
0: he was he was quite quiet uh, Scott Brown get eight and Cham get eight um, McGregor got six Probably a bit right. Roger get seven. I guess that's just for the goal because he done absolutely nothing other than that, did not he? But I actually thought that Pat Roberts did more from the bench. Just, just Pat, giving influence. Pat you know? looked at him and went, "What that?" <laughs> no one. gets a podcast. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, Forrest get five, and Dembele get nine. Yeah, they're okay.
3: They're okay. Um, I think, I think Dembele. In Cham, I, I don't know, in Cham, I thought in Cham was the man of the match, but in terms of crucial moments and what he did, Dembele was, you know, won the game for us overall, I'd say. So, yeah, okay, I'll go with that.
0: Uh, isn't it wonderful the fact that we own Incham, like, Incham's one of our players, because, you know, yeah. we, obviously, the thing about Dembele, this is going to sound dingy, but Dembele's never really felt like our player because Aye. as soon as he hit the form, he's been linked away with us and it's kind of been like... We know we're only going to have him for, a, you know, an ex- not an extended period of time, but, like, a limited period of time. You don't when want
1: to get too close. You don't want your feelings hurted too much when he leaves. You don't
0: want to get your heart broken. Again, again. Um, but in Cham, I genuinely do think we can build a team round. And that's...
3: I hope so. I mean... I think in terms he needs to develop his consistency a bit more I think he's he's uh, 21 He's conf- I know he's still young yeah he's, he's confident I think um, the, the the best uh, game to kind of kind of highlight his season is probably Anderlecht away first half I thought he looked nervous he looked as if he was overawed by the occasion um, then he played that pass to Tierney for Griffith's goal and in the second half he was excellent you know I think once he's able to perform like he did in that in that the second half of that game all the time, we've got a real, real top footballer on our hands. I
0: completely agree. Um I'm i gonna quickly uh, we're at our time, but I'd like to know your thoughts for Motherwell. Um uh, Motherwell um at Celtic Park, um, Paradise As it's known? No? No we're not right Fur Park. Fur Park Paradise? As it's known to the uh, Motherwell fans. <laughs> of course. Oh, I thought
3: it was a home. Bad end. Thinking.
0: Bad end. Oh, f- off to a bad end. Um, but just uh, team,
1: Keith. We'll pump them. Whoever we
0: start with. We'll in fact, in if goals I, we'll pump them. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so we'd all agree Bane. Bane. Yep. Bane. Bane. Uh, would we go back three, back four?
3: Back three.
0: Or oh, three. Back three. All the back three. Would we go. Uh, I'll take one from each, a centre half each. Ayer. Henry. Compare. Okay, full-backs. I'll do the full-backs. Uh, the wing-backs. Tierney. We all just dropped Ayer then?
1: He oh, said
4: Ayer. He Oh, attention. Jesus
0: Christ, pay attention. <laughs> uh, wing-backs, uh, probably KT and uh, Forrest. Um, hmm. Central midfield, there's three of them. One each. And Cham.
3: McGregor I like Callum McGregor he's my favourite player I I like him
0: because he's Scottish
1: at least he's in the team uh. he's raging he's going to punch me Luskik He's up in the Liam Henderson seats in the stand just enjoying it up there Um, yeah Cal Mike to complete that midfield trio and what a trio that is Um, I don't think it will be
4: I think he's going to. I think he might go with two. I think he might play Edward instead of McGregor with Rodgers behind him.
0: I, I, t- I tell you something he now. Got, quite a, kind of offensive? Dembele needs to play every game for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we'll agree on that. Yep. I think it might be interesting to see. I, I if you're if you're looking to play Tam in the semi final, play Tam. I think we'll go four
1: actually. Four at the back. I think we'll go for the. Well, if
0: Comper going to be fit, that's the thing. Yeah, it might just be. Well, Jozo's out you get you're suspended for the next league game, aren't you? Because it's uh violet yeah. Um so <laughs>
4: yes The thing is he's not gonna drop Boyata. It'll be if it's gonna be a back if it's gonna be a back four it'll be Boyata plus
1: Ayer. It might be Lustig and Tierney. I think just because World Cup's coming up and how much the Roger trust him, I think Lustig will be coming back and just hopefully formal pick up. Just hope for the best for you, I thought yeah. you were gonna say then.
0: Uh, oh, we've named lots of players. Do you know what? Why don't you? Why don't, don't listen to us. <laughs> don't make us tell you what. You pick your own team and tweet. Twitters. Uh, that's our That's our podcast for this week. Uh, we are the 90 Minute Cynic. Uh, we have a wonderful website. You can check out 90 uh where we've got all these interesting features and articles. There'll be a true or false every week. And we're going to do a player
1: ratings article. Uh, are we doing a match report as well? Match report, possibly... T- typing up something a couple of days after, maybe, yeah well. Um,
0: so just 90minutesynic.com. We'll be tweeting out from the Twitter account, which is at 90minutesynic. Um, so just follow us on there. We're on iTunes, iTunes.com, uh, iTunes.com, iTunes. We actually put out a sort of uh plea, if you will, for people to give us more ratings and reviews and people have been terrific and we really, really appreciate it. Um, If you could keep it up that would be great. If you listen to this and you're sitting bored at work or you're on your way to work and you've got some time if you could just leave us a a review, Um, a rating and a review would be, it would help us out a lot um, because we've we've got children, don't we Sir Manny? And Keith, I mean I don't and we don't make any money from this. I've
1: got a signed Celtic top that we can give away for oh, anybody oh. that does the the ratings. Well, we'll get it signed Sir money. It's mould one for last season. I don't like it, so. Just bump that. Yeah, we'll do that then. <laughs> um, is is this like a ploy? <laughs> <laughs> just a ploy. Just a ploy. <laughs> just, we'll yeah, get well.
0: yeah. No. So, if, uh, uh, thanks for everyone who's done it so far. But if you could give us a rating and a uh, little review, that would be terrific. <laughs> just search for Ninety Minutes Cynic on iTunes. But as I say. All these links are available on our Twitter. Keith McGinty, Ginty1888, Hard G, the man himself, out this weekend, a few pints, St. Patrick's Day. Sounds good. Lovely stuff. Harpoon, the freight train, the man himself, the man of the hour, the man with the power. Certainly is. Um, thanks for coming on, terrific as it's always. A pleasure. See you soon. Uh, it's the man who doesn't need any introduction. And I'm Chris Gallagher, and <laughs> that's it, Chris Samari. Thanks, Chris. That was great. You versus Louis is actually going to be a thing. Well,
3: I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you're setting up this conflict. I mean, I remember... Because I'm the promoter. I'm I the Vince McMahon. I, I need to
0: uh, get people, you know... I remember
3: I remember having a, a, a wee set-to with uh, Christian during the Dailer era. And I think we have to mention that Ronnie scraped a 1-0-1 against a promoted side <laughs> in the region, Luke, And I believe the, t- the, team, the home team missed a penalty. So, yeah, um... Yeah, I I, 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 don't want conflict. So. Not conflict. Just you're, you, you you're the guys who you know you bring
0: the most together when you're when you're with each other and you're playing off each other. It's like Abbott and Costello. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, if we're on again, um, it's like Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson. <laughs> okay, oh, it's like man. Sutton and Cragen. Oh, he's Cregan. Aye, definitely. Okay, Chris, uh, <laughs> thanks,
3: <laughs> thanks for that. Um, Just say thanks. Thanks, thank you. That's uh, a wee preview you for don't soon. Ha- You don't have to keep speaking. Thanks. There we go. I'm Chris... I'm Ga- Chris Ga- G-
0: off to a bad outro. Off to, off to a bad ending. Uh, I'm Chris Gallagher, we're the 90-Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road.